0: Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where we break down the classic and cutting-edge wisdom of self-help to discern how to actually make positive change in our lives. I'm Kevin Miller. In this episode, I'm back with Tim Schur to walk through his personal values and motives and habits in these key areas of life fulfillment so we can hear what's driven and does drive him to build winning teams, to uh, promote a secret society as we talked about in the first show and design a winning life that fulfills him and so many others. Uh, Tim, again, his new book, is the secret society of success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again. Uh, Tim spent a decade working as COO with Donald Miller, launching StoryBrand and Business Made Simple. Before that, he worked at Tom's as well as Apple. He is the host of the Build a Winning Team podcast, which you can tune into right there on your little podcast player, uh, where he offers listeners actionable advice as he interviews some of the top leaders in business. And folks, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, subscribe, leave a rating, and best of all, take something you learn from Tim, like you're going to today here and share it with somebody else. You can always find me at kevinmiller.co. Next up, the values, motives, and habits of Tim Schurer. All right, Tim, well, I'm looking forward to this. You you, you said some stuff in our first talk <laughs> together that I went and noted and thought, okay, I'm going to ask more. I'm going to ask more on that <laughs> one. Now, I, you know, I know you from uh, our work together with with Donald Miller, who we've had here on the show a couple of times and know you come from a, a faith-based uh, perspective. So I want to ask, yeah, what are those? When we ask that question, it's one thing to talk about your faith, but to say, you know, spiritually, what are your... What are your primary values and motives and how do you practice those? When I had to do that myself, it wasn't. It didn't come as quickly as I thought it would be. I had to think about yeah. that one. So start there.
1: You know, faith is a big deal to me. And, you know, if you think about how that plays out, it's trying to live like Jesus did. And what's interesting about this book, The Secret Society of Success, I, I wrote it in a faith neutral way because— having worked with Don, he transitioned from writing Christian memoirs to writing business books.
0: I, I know I was part I just, of that transition, man. I started off with <laughs> blue like jazz. And I think the last show yeah. we had with him, I said, man, I, I missed some of that stuff you did before. Go, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I got to, you know, walk through that journey with him and I just fell in love with the business space. Mm. And so I wanted to write with that in mind and if you really think about it, as I break down, what does it look like to live in the way of the secret society? The foundation really is serve others. And I actually try to stay away from that phrase as much as I could in the book, just because I think it's lost a little bit of meaning for people. Agreed. But instead, I, I talk about it through the lens of helping others win. Like, that's what serving others is. It's helping others win. And, you know, I I talked a little bit about this in um, our our last section, segment. So, Andy Stanley has this phrase, this question that he's asked. Andy Stanley has this question that he asked, which I love. It's, who am I here for? You know, and, and really, that question is... Again, serving others, showing up to help somebody else think with others in mind. And so for me, that is just this constant struggle, though, because everything in us wants to make it about us, right? Like we wake up in the morning and it's about us. (laughs) And so I think it actually takes a lot of work to swim upstream and to try to make things about somebody else. And so I try to put these little breadcrumbs, these reminders to keep me focused on that. And, um, you know, when I was running StoryBrand, I created this eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and up at the top in big bold letters, I wrote, who am I here for? And below it, I put the names and the pictures of every single person on my team and their families. Because on the days that I would want to, you know, just beeline it to my desk because I had a, you know, a calendar full of meetings and endless to-do list, I just needed that little reminder to just say, All right, Tim, who are we showing up for today? Because I wanted to have a habit, a practice of really leaning into this idea of how I can come alongside other people and, and not make it about me all the time.
0: Man, Tim, I. I- we're, we're, we're seconds away from an entire show right there. It, Cause maybe it's just where I am right now, because you you saying that we've just did a show on mental health and I would say, so here's maybe I'll just thought a couple nuggets for folks that, that when we look at depression and despair and apathy and the things that we're struggling with as a culture. I have found that to be one of the best medications for myself and for others is just to come back to who am I here for? Because when it's just me, that is the most depressing thing I think I've ever experienced. And I think other people do. So for you to put that out there, I think is worth the price of admission and, Just on an interesting side note, I've been experiencing some things with some other people lately. And I wonder if that's what the thing that drives us as much as it does to having pets and kids even is it's almost forces us to not be all about ourselves. Even at the depth of despair, I got to feed the the dog, take it for a walk. Or now I've got a kid to child for a a child to care for. And it really helps me be there for somebody else. So who am I here for? Man, that's, I don't know if there is bigger medicine, maybe. It's,
1: you know, I I heard an interview with Scooter Braun and he's the manager to Justin Bieber and just some of the biggest musicians Uh on the planet. And, you know, he talked about how if you were to hear about someone who is a CEO and, you know, they commit suicide, he's like, you know, you hear that, but you're not really surprised but if you actually hear about someone who just was constantly serving, they worked in a soup kitchen and they committed suicide. He's like, you'd be shocked. Hmm. And and he said that what he has learned is the only way to stay sane, especially in working with these musicians, people that are celebrities at the highest level. He said the only way to not go crazy is to serve. Wow. And and I think that that's true for. The people that he works with, but I, I think it's true for all of us. And, you know, it's a pretty lonely place when we make it all about us, but, you know, when we can show up and actually realize that we're a part of a greater whole here, um, it, it seems to bring a lot more meaning to our lives when we can stay
0: in that headspace. Being a part of a greater whole. Tim, as I have restructured this show and the concept of that and talking about values in regards to spirituality, that has been what has primarily come up in a, what you just said, a faith neutral aspect. So even if somebody does not Mm -hmm. recognize a certain God or God at all, they still, they wouldn't be on the show if they did not have a bigger view of a a, uh, perspective of a greater whole that they're a part of. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that out. Um, The next one here is relationships, the things that you value, which to a great degree, you there's just some overlap in what you just said, uh, serving other people. But for you and, and the relationship values and how you walk those out, tell me.
1: Yeah. So I I had this dream that I was going to be the next John Mayer. And when I was in college, I read I that in your book. Writing, yeah. I started writing songs, and I thought the path for me was, you know, fame. <laughs> And spoiler alert, that did not happen. Um, but you know what I've seen in musicians is for them to make money, they got to be gone. I mean, they're on the road. Mm-hmm. And what's been interesting is I got married and that even as I had kids, I just started to see my desires change. And what was really attractive in my early 20s of touring and traveling and, you know, all that my desires have changed. And so for the last 15 years, I have had this motivation to set my life up in a way where when my kid is playing a four o'clock basketball game, I want to be able to be there. And that's largely because my parents were able to show up for me. And I just saw how impactful that was for me. And I just want to be there. And so there's been this filter for me as I think about opportunities and even my profession. Can I make it to a four o'clock basketball game? Mm -hmm. And so you make decisions. And while I also would love to be a member of the PGA tour. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's, it's the same kind of thing you're traveling, you're away from home and family and all that. So I guess I won't go try to make it on the tour, <laughs> but, but it, th- these are, these are filters for me. And, and so I, I actually do keep, I, I, I list these values. I, I then try to orient my life around, these values and make decisions according to these values and these filters that I've set up for myself.
0: You're married two kids. What are the kids gender ages? Yeah. So Judson, he's four and a half.
1: And then our daughter, her name's L and she's two. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Congratulations. <laughs> Every time, most of the time when I say that people say you're in it, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: usually what they say. It's like, hey, four and a two. It's 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 full life for sure. I'll admit, man, I've I've gone through those ages a lot. So grateful for them and um also good to be in a different chapter now. Um as well. So (laughs) man, um health and wellness, uh just the aspects of of you know exercise diet nutrition your personal physical and mental capacities tell me about your yeah yeah what what drives you there what your habits are so i want to
1: i really do saying this even for the second one in a row i'm thinking about the long game and a lot of things that i do and um, my dad died of cancer when he was 59 Mm. and I just want to be able to be around for my kids, you know, and I know that there are things that I can do today that improve my chances of being around for longer. And so I'm pretty mindful about what I eat. Um, I feel it uh, when, when I'm not eating well and I'm 35 and I'm just starting to get to that age where my body is responding to the food that I eat a lot more than it used to. You know, I used to be able to go crush some burgers and some fries. And now I'm like, I think I'm going to just skip the majority of that. And I'm just going to eat a salad with a side of salmon or whatever. Right. So, you, you know, I'm paying more attention my, to some of these things and how it impacts Well, I gotta, I gotta sure. say
0: my buddy, Randy James, who co-hosts a lot of these shows, he's a, a medical doctor and functional medicine expert. And he would say that is the blessing of pain. It's, it's a <laughs> bummer you didn't have that pain before because you should have. Now you've got it and you can wisen up. So there you go. <laughs> I probably eat a salad like
1: two to three days a week now. Beautiful. And it's just like, I, cause I need to. Um, and so I play basketball a couple mornings a week. And you know, I wake up at four forty-five. We play from five fifteen to six thirty, and you know, it's a bunch of dads that we're trying to go out there and have some fun and try to not get hurt. So uh, that that's been really good for me. And and we took a couple year break during COVID, and just started back in March of twenty twenty two. And um, I just didn't realize how much I missed it. So I, I really enjoy that that just getting out and running and you know i, I feel good and i, I use a, a whoop so i track yeah. my recovery my sleep strain I mean it's amazing so i i love that too just it, it brings awareness to what my health metrics are and you know what i've learned too is the food that i eat can impact my recovery score on whoop mm-hmm. so i might get the amount of sleep that i need but I started realizing, oh, wow, I'm getting horrible recovery scores when I had a burger and fries and a beer, you know, that Friday night. And so I started to make some real diet changes uh, because of just that information. So
0: super helpful. Well, free advertising. I've done Whoop uh, as well. I I did that for quite a while. And the other one, looking at recovery. I, I I took I took it off while we're talking. I I use a Garmin. It does all my you know riding and running. It does a lot of stats that I look at every morning. I look at my sleep scores, and whatnot. Um, and it does do recovery, but. For I don't think we we usually look at our performance. Back to that aspect uh, that we talked about in the first show, we look at our performance, and we don't look at okay. A big performance requires recovery for the next performance, and I am more aware. Even as my performance is high at my age, my recovery takes a little longer, and I pay more attention. And so, to what you're talking about, I'm a huge fan of the wearable devices that give you stats and data. And I'm not a detailed guy. I'm not a data guy, but the numbers don't lie. And they, they, they see what we don't understand. And I put whoop at the top of the less and the aura ring as far as recovery yeah. and knowing what's really happening.
1: And it's interesting because I wake up and the first thing I do is I want to see what my recovery score Me was. Too. And yesterday <laughs> it was, too. it was 52%. And I'm like, it's interesting. Why? Uh, exactly. You know? And yeah. then I look, okay, my sleep, I got 90% of my sleep performance that I needed. So it must have been diet-based, and I'm thinking through what did I eat that could have impacted it. And you know, I hate saying this, but ice (laughs) cream—it just—it hits me more than it used to, and it's such a bummer because now I have a choice: do I choose to have it, knowing what I am, and do I accept my fate, or do I just make another choice? So I'm I'm learning trying to get a little bit better every day,
0: but at least it it even allows you that to make that choice. And there are going to be some days where I'm going, you know what? We're celebrating. I'm eating all the ice cream. I know I'll, I'll make up for that or, you know, I'll try to address that and I'll I'll need to be a better recovery the next uh, evening (laughs) as well. But man, I, yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. And and even to looking at that, the bad scores, then I I'm learning more to consider what was the day like before as far as anxiety. How was I I worrying about something even, and this is one that is, I'm not usually cognizant of, or I didn't used to be, that maybe I was even just excited. Something good happened. Mm. The publisher called and your book's doing great, you know, whatever. And I'm I'm excited, man, it has me going. And you would think that's all a positive. It still takes a toll. It's still, you know, running the body. And so, I, I mean, I'm with you. Well, on that note of anxiety, mind, the mind, the yeah. mental health and more and more, you know, that we're talking about that more than ever in the culture. And it's gotten me to thinking about what is the mental state that I want to be at? And how am I fostering that? So uh, the, the values you have, where do you want to be in your mental health, your mindset, your mental state, and then, uh, yeah, what you're doing to help foster that.
1: There's a, a guy named Tom house and he's, a a coach pitching coach was to Nolan Ryan, but now also has worked with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I mean, it's amazing, but he has a phrase called prehab. And I feel like I'm trying to prehab on some of this stuff. I don't want to have to experience a crash to make changes. And so I go to counseling every two weeks and I I feel like I'm um, surrounded by just really great friends that I feel like I can be honest and vulnerable with. And one thing that's actually been really helpful for me um, is gratitude. And there's a guy named Larry Sin, who's the the like the, the godfather of the idea of creating corporate culture. And Larry Sin wrote this book called The Mood Elevator. Mm. And he talks about how, you know, we make our best decisions when we're grateful. And, and so pretty much his whole idea in this book is he, he has this whole mood elevator and all these different feelings as you're, you know, either high on the mood elevator or low. And, you know, he says, we make our best decisions. We're at our best when we're grateful and in the middle is like curious and interested. So in those moments when you're dealing with a toddler and it's frustrating, I can either go into a mental spiral, go lower on the mood elevator and start getting frustrated and angry, or it starts to change my mind when I'm, you know, curious and interested. I wonder why they're acting this way, Hmm. which hopefully can bring me up the mood elevator towards gratitude. (sighs) And so, you know, the other night, uh, my, my toddler didn't sleep that great. And you know, there's moments when it's just, it is frustrating, but I also try to remind myself what it is that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I just, that next morning just said, what a gift that I get to be here to help my daughter sleep, yeah. you know, and that she trusts me and is comfortable trusting me to help her, you know, through even a, a hard time, like not, you know, sleeping well. So Gratitude is a huge thing. And I I really do try to um, keep that top of mind. And and I'd say one of my superpowers is optimism and positivity. And um, so I also realized that my mood impacts a lot of other people. And I have this belief that I can actually change people's behaviors and mindsets. And so I'm going to be the guy who's going to try to make somebody else smile. And, um, You know, I I hope that I continue to be somebody who is like so full of joy and energy that that somehow can spill onto other people and that that joy and and enthusiasm can, you know, somehow make its way into their day to day. You know, that that to me would be like such a gift.
0: Well, it's working here today, so (laughs) I I can testify to that. That,
1: That's like one of the greatest encouragements for me so far, because I I was able to narrate my audio book. Yeah. And the compliment that I've received several times is like, I just love his energy. And that's and I'm like, that's so great. I'm I, I'm very encouraged. I'm pumped about that. And um, so I, I just there were so many times reading the audiobook where I, I just said, I want people to f- like feel me smiling. Yeah. Yeah. And and so um, I, I try to I try to bring that for sure.
0: Well, here I'll plug that. Go listen to the Build a Winning Team podcast, and you can listen to Tim <laughs> get that energy all, all the time. then that line again, Tim. Make we make our best decisions when we are grateful. Um, yeah, that's that's a big that takes it out of the. Oh, it's nice to have gratitude. No, it actually serves you best. Oh so, yeah, thank you. There's there's this podcast.
1: Go listen to. So there's a podcast called How Leaders Lead, mm-hmm. and just look for the episode with Larry Sin. Okay. and you'll hear about the mood elevator. It's that guy is so inspirational. He's like 80 something years old, oh, still sweet. runs triathlons. It's
0: incredible. Awesome. <laughs> and the next one is work, career and business. And it deserves a call out that for the past, you know, decade or, or more, I mean you helped launch Storybrand uh with Donald Miller and now more recently Business Made Simple and You guys were in the business of helping people with business, with work, career, with business. My dad, you know, Dan Miller wrote the book, Work You Love. And and I know you guys have, have done some things together. And so this is a big area. So for you personally, then coming out of that, I mean, I know that this is I would say more tangible probably for you than other people that you've given focus to this of what the values that you have for Tim's work career and business and how you're doing that, especially now as your business evolves. And as you said, you've done some transitioning.
1: Yeah. So we've just wanted to be people who are always giving more than we ever asked for. Just be people who were just constantly offering and giving value and You know, so much of what I've learned about this is um, really this idea of focusing on the process, not the result. Hmm. Success is in the process. And it's so easy to get caught up in the metrics, revenue, you know, number of employees we have. But I just found that when we focus on, you know, helping somebody else win, It just seemed as though things just somehow worked out for us. And, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about is in marketing, you are filed away in somebody's brain in the Rolodex of a problem that you solve. So you think of your plumber When you have a plumbing issue, right? They are filed away in your brain when you have that particular problem. So, in a business, you want to be known for solving a problem. Hmm. So, what we want to be is the medicine when they experience that problem. So, in a business you just want to be in the business of solving problems for people. Mm -hmm. And what that requires is for you to make them the hero and for you to come alongside them and and help them on whatever journey they're on, you know, bringing your expertise and, and everything to that. So Mm -hmm. I, I really love that idea. If you go solve problems for other people, you think of adding value to them more often than you're, you know, trying to ask and demand money or whatnot. I just feel like if that is your process, that is your rhythm, that is your motivation, I just have to believe that the results, the revenue, all of that will take care of itself.
0: I don't want people to miss that. I, as a lifetime entrepreneur, I, I still grapple with that sometimes of coming back in my business, in my endeavors, and realizing that I can fall away from answering that question or making sure that the public is seeing me promote that that what am i there to solve even this podcast self helpful what am yeah. i there what if we say podcasting at large go along and look at the categories and each one solving something now the most popular podcasts are solving probably boredom and the desire just mm-hmm. to be entertained okay point taken and then they're making yeah. billions yeah. or millions you know on doing that and then what are the other things and for me to answer what i want to solve what problem i want to solve for people in this podcast Speaks to how I name it, what definition I give to it, what the tagline slogan, whatever is, how I start the show off, and man, that's so easy to fall away from and and forget oh. in our businesses and in, in marketing, as you said it is and And
1: the reality is if we go too long without th- those little reminders, we just default make it about ourselves. I- it takes Quit work stepping on my to toes, make it yeah, about somebody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I watched you guys you're, you're the stuff that you put out with um with Storybrand on Man, I remember back in the day and you would do like website audits, you know, and look at one yeah. and Donna would say, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is not, this is all about the company, the product <laughs> service has nothing to do. And he's doing that, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to keep my ego intact and go over my website and go, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I just violated everything. And I and I've been in this game forever and pays my bills yeah. still, most of the time, you know. I, and <laughs> and yet we do. So thank you for that. Money, uh, finances wealth. And lately I've even been thinking, actually, it's part of my book of putting in their possessions because sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't bring that into the game and I'll find somebody who will kind of put off, you know, what the idea of wealth, especially and what they look at. And yet I'll see some significant life patterns and habits towards possessions that they have that I would put into this category. So I've been playing with that. Haven't officially even brought it in here, but the values you have towards money finances, wealth, and I'll even put that possessions and, uh, and then, how you practice those? So, just very practically, we are
1: huge Dave Ramsey fans, and well, you're in Dave Ramsey um, land,
0: doesn't he own National yeah, now? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. So we we went through financial peace, and my wife and I got out of debt. You know, our house is the only debt that we have, and um, so you know, we we've been people who have tried to spend the money that we have and, and not use credit cards and things. So that's a yeah. huge value foundation for us. But what's interesting, I, uh, as I'm writing my book, I came across this uh, book that Gretchen Rubin wrote called The Happiness Project.
0: I'm aware of it. Yeah, but haven't, haven't
1: taken it. And again. there's a little section in there that she called Secrets of Adulthood. Hmm. And she had this list of her secrets And it just inspired me. And I was holding our daughter for a nap one day. And on my phone, I just started a note and just started typing out, what are my secrets of adulthood? Hmm. And what started off as kind of a fun little list kind of evolved into a more weighty list of things that I really wanted to teach my kids someday. And um, here, I'll just kind of read a few of these. Offer grace over guilt. Do things with excellence and the rest will take care of itself. Gratitude is better than resentment. Distance yourself from drama. Go out of your way to encourage those behind the scenes. Be a firefighter. Run toward the problem. If you have a dream, chase it and don't let pessimists derail you. Stay out of debt. Try to make it to Augusta the first week of April every year for the masters. You know, so I kind of just keep going on and on. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting, and, and I talk a little bit about this in the, the next section of the book is, what was interesting is I never once talked about money. Hmm. I never wrote make a lot of money. I don't have a problem with it. But it's just not a motivation for me in the way that it is for some people. For a lot of people, building wealth and you know, creating behaviors and, and all that around that is is a is a motivator. It's it's not for me. So I, I just think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So making that that list, those secrets of adulthood, it really just created some themes for me to just show me what I really valued, which you know, if you, you really even boil that down a little bit to what I talk about in the book, what you value is another way to just say, this is what success is to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just thought that was pretty interesting as I made that list of a hundred things. I mean, I, I didn't, I just kind of kept going. I didn't, I wasn't numbering them and I get to the end and I'd made a list of a hundred and not once did I talk about finances, which I thought was pretty interesting.
0: It's Incredibly interesting to look at that and what you value because that's this has always been a stumbling block for me. I have my I have some baggage in this area of finances and and whatnot because money in and of itself is not a motivator. But what are my values? Time, flexibility, being present for my family and being present for myself. Uh, activities that I want to do outside of work. Well, if I'm going to have time. Then I need money to afford that, or I need less possessions because I won't have the money for that. And so it's showing me my, you said, what do I value here? And it all comes to play, which is why I've been yeah. putting that possessions in there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, wow.
0: yeah. Um, and you did, I, I got to, I'll make a call out your list. I love that. I'll I, I was forever impacted eons ago. I don't know when it was published by H Jackson Brown and his life's little instruction book. I think it was in the bathroom when I was a kid, maybe. And that's a story that he wrote some stuff to his son. As my memory goes, something like that. And it became this book that sold millions. And uh, man, so I appreciate you what you've done there. Well, the next one, achievements and interests is one that I am interested in as I've been doing yeah. this and hearing what are those things you value and even into the things that you do for fun and play, the things that inspire you that are are more for you. Because we talked about this and so much you're doing for other people, but what is it there? And you've talked about, and I pulled this out of the out of the book. Actually no, it was in the intake form for doing the show and I saw some of your regrets and they tipped me off onto some things you were interested in. So we've and you've talked about them since you we've heard that you were a musician a musician and you gotta answer because yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know if you were playing something, singing something, yeah, writing yeah. stuff. We've heard about there's obviously some golf uh devotion here. We know you watch basketball and play basketball, so tell me. Tell me more.
1: Yeah. So you know, one of my big dreams, I, I wanted to, you know, be John Mayer. I, I wrote these songs. I had some on iTunes. I, so that was a really fun passion for me for a really long time. Um, it's interesting to see how that's just kind of faded for me. I, uh, I have a guitar in my house, and I just don't really even pick it up anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. I just don't spend any time um, doing it. And and maybe I will later on, but that's a thing that actually was a pretty big part of my life for several years. Hmm. Um, The things that are interesting to me now, I really love podcasts. If I'm in the car, I choose to do that. I just am constantly consuming and I read a lot. Um, I just, I love information and part of what's been fun about writing a book is being able to curate stories and kind of orchestrate and organize a lot of these different thoughts and ideas and use all of the podcast quotes and book quotes to kind of put together some kind of message to, to share with people. So I really love that. What's interesting as I even see that word achievements, what comes to mind for me is I talk about this in counseling often trying to find the motivation. It, I, I really have a hard time allowing myself to golf and do things like that because I just feel like I am only as good as what I am delivering and producing and handing in. Yeah. So this idea of rest is very hard for yeah. me, actually. Welcome
0: to the club. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, oh, can get, we can get I, better. I have a hard time and um, I've not resolved that yet but it's a thing that I'm thinking about and there's this song that, um, that, that has kind of been, I've listened to a lot over the last couple of years called gyra. And it's this whole idea of like, you're enough, you know? And, and sometimes I just feel like I am only as good as what I create and produce. And as soon as I stop doing that for somebody, I, I, I then lose my value. And as a friend, I'm going to be the one that is giving way more than I ask because I'm just—I think probably subconsciously—freaked out that the moment that I am no longer useful and valuable to you, like I'm, I'm out. So I'm going to over deliver, and and I don't think it comes out like super wonky and it doesn't feel weird, but I am definitely mindful of of that, and um, so it's it's kind of. Ian Cron talks about with the Enneagram, like what's best about you is what's worst about you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that, you know, probably one of my greatest tendencies is how I am so willing to give to other people. And yet then as I think then about my own worth and value, sometimes that's a thing that can, you know, be attention. It's like, wow, what's the true motivation here? Um, So I, I think it's good to just be mindful of. And all I can ask for is self-awareness and, you know, trying to get a little bit better. I, I don't think that there are silver bullets in life or in business. You know, the silver bullet is continuous improvement. And the greatest people that I know, people who have had success at the highest level, they focus on getting one percent better. So I try not to, you know, make myself feel too bad about some of these realizations or learnings. I just see it as you know, oh, it's great self-awareness. Now I have something that I can work with and, and, and
0: work to improve. You know, it's interesting coming from your background and story brand and the hero uh, aspect, because what you talked about there, I too see a counselor and that's really where I'm digging in most right now is my the glory of me and the death of me being the hero. And mm. the question that's put before me right now is if I'm not the hero, then who am I? And mm. in candor, as you said a moment ago, I haven't resolved that. Um, that's, that's in process. And, and I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you earlier, and I forgot to address that, that you go to counseling every two weeks. And I just want to hit that because we're talking about that more and more. Uh, we're about to have another Advertiser in that realm because I'm an advocate too that we still tend to associate counseling with crisis and it doesn't sound like that's what you're doing. Yeah, prehab. Prehab. Okay. Okay. We're back there. Prehab. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know. And you know, I just, I really, there's a guy named Stephen Mansfield. And he did an episode with StoryBrand several years ago. And he might even have a book with the same title, but it's like 10 signs of a leadership crash or something in that realm. And um, I hear things like that. And I see news stories of leaders who have had moral failings or whatnot. And I just want to believe that. I can chase the biggest things that I can dream up And also have a really healthy marriage, family life, great friendships, good relationship with money and things and um, stay healthy, you know, keep spirituality important in my life, have a good mental headspace. You know, I, I just, each of these little buckets, I just I don't want to believe the lie that I'm going to fail in some of these things. I actually want to believe that with some intention and some prehab and self-awareness and, uh, you know, God, you know, having my back that, that I can actually, you know, continue on. It's not going to be perfect. Like I also know that challenges come, but it's how we respond to challenges and, and and so I, I hope that I can continue to chase down all these things and and also be really healthy in a lot of these areas.
0: Well, that's what this episode is for. That is a, a great, it's a great ending statement, but I'm gonna ask one last question. Top, what are some top John Mayer songs? When I asked that, what's the first thing that pops up? <laughs> when when I saw that, I thought, man, because I'm a fan. Come on, give me a couple. Give me a couple. Oh my gosh. Hang on. Now, the, I'm the, not only, good with the song, things that I'm not good with The things that
1: right. pop up for me are like the hits, but yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Hang on, I'm I'm pulling it up because it's where I want to give you some good answers. Um, I
0: wouldn't want to be asked because I I'm, I don't tend to remember the titles, but man, I I I. It's, I'm intrigued with what resonates with people. So, I really
1: like this song called "The Heart of Life." Okay. Uh, really good stop this train yeah is another really great one from that continuum record that i really like and there's also a song that i really like from one of his early records and it's called hang on i'm pulling it up because i almost know like track i'm like it's track number four you know that's um, a true fan Is this one
0: <laughs> and what are you looking it up on what's your platform
1: uh, I'm on Spotify right now. Yeah, me, me too. I Ooh, live, okay. I live there. I really like. There's a song called "Home Life," and it just feels. I just, I love home. I like. I just like the feeling of it, and I like the song "Clarity" from the heavier things. Yeah, uh, record. You know. Anyways, okay. sometimes it, I don't even. A lot of times, know what the words are. Yeah, I just like how it feels. And, um, for better, for so better many. or worse,
0: I do too. Exactly. Though I'm, I'm often grateful when I will pay attention and realize that the feel I liked also contained words that I support once yeah. in a while it doesn't. So there you go. If you want to know more about, uh, Tim, <laughs> there's songs you can pull up on John Mayer and understand a little more, man, just a gift to hear your, some of the background and to hear your values, man. It's, it's, um, uh, it's a gift to be privy to. Thank you for your candor. Thank you for your heart, and for your time with us today, Tim. Yeah, thanks for creating space. You don't get to talk about some of this
1: stuff very often, so yeah. it's it's cool to feel known. Yeah. I think so many of us want to feel known. Yeah, and um, and if somehow something that I said is helpful for somebody, you know, maybe it has them think a little differently about one of these things, or maybe it has them calling a counselor. Uh, I think if, if that happens, this is a win for, for all of us.
0: Um, in, in all truth, man, you've, you've benefited me. Uh, you've given me things to ponder. I have stuff. I wish you could see, I should send you a screenshot of what I made bold, what I put in blue, the things that are just notes just for me to take mm-hmm. and ponder, pursue, and, and I think take action on of what you've shared. So mission accomplished. Thanks, oh, man grateful. Thank you. All right, friends, again, find Tim Scherer's book, The Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again, wherever you get books and check out Tim Scherer's podcast, Build a Winning Team uh, at wherever you get your podcast and at Secret. Societyfree.com. You can get the first two chapters of the book. And my goodness, I I don't know if I said it at the top of the show. If you did not hear part one uh, where we talked, you can go back and find that uh, probably a few episodes, a couple before this one in the podcast uh, thread. Thank you for choosing to tune in to the Self Helpful Podcast. If you got value, I'd ask you to subscribe. Don't miss any other episodes leave us a review, help other people know what they can hear. Best of all, take something you learned today, share it with someone else. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself.